Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis Podcast. This is going to be a discussion about Genesis chapter 40. I realize that I'm reading a lot from Alfred Edersheim during uh, some of these chapters of Joseph, but they're so beautiful that I really like, and I wanted to make sure you got a taste of it as well. So Joseph has been put into prison because of the advances of Potiphar's wife, and uh, but things are prospering for him, and so now we'll get into uh, 40, where he interprets a couple of dreams. Remember that Joseph... Um, before being sold, had dreams. Uh, he wasn't the interpreter of the dreams at the time. Remember, his brothers and his dad did that. Uh, but here, Joseph uh, is going to interpret some of these dreams uh, that, are, that are being had in the prison here. Verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Again, he's showing his faith in God here. Tell me, I pray you. Tell them, tell me them, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it, the three branches are three days. Uh, by the way, the Pharaoh's birthday is in three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head, and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand, after the former manner which thou wast his butler. But think on me, when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket there was, a, all, there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. I'm sure that's not what he was hoping to hear. 
Uh, verse 20, And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forget him. Oh, man. That is just wrong. Joseph will stay in prison two more years after this. So 11 years had passed since Joseph was sold into Egypt. So Joseph is probably around 28 years old. And yet the, the divine promise conveyed in his dreams seemed farther than ever from fulfillment. The greater part of this weary time had probably been spent in prison without other prospect than that of such indulgence as his services to the keeper of the prison might ensure when an event occurred which for a brief season promised a change in Joseph's condition. Some kind of offense, real or imaginary, had, as is so often the case in the East, led to the sudden disgrace and imprisonment of two of Pharaoh's chief officers. The charge of the chief of the butlers, or chief of the cupbearers, and of the chief of the bakers naturally developed upon the captain of the guard, a successor, as we imagine, of Potiphar, since he appointed Joseph to the responsible post of their personal attendant. They had not been long in prison when, by the direct leading of divine providence, both dreamed in the same night a dream calculated deeply to impress them. By the same direct guidance of providence, Joseph was led to notice in the morning their anxiety and to inquire into its cause. We regarded as directly from God that he, that he could give them at once and unhesitatingly the true meaning of their dreams. We are especially struck in, the, in this respect with the manner in which Joseph himself viewed it, when he found them in distress for want of such interpreter as they might have con consulted it free, he pointed them straight to God, do not interpretations belong to God, thus encouraging them to tell, and at the same time preparing himself for reading their, for reading their dreams by casting all in faith upon God. In short, whether or not he were eventually enabled to understand their dreams, he would at least not appear like the Egyptian magicians. He would not claim power or wisdom. He would own God and look up to him. We say it the more confidently that Joseph's interpretation came to him directly from God, that it seems to, so easy and so rational. For it, for it is in the supernatural direction of things natural that we ought most to recognize the direct interposition of the Lord. <clears throat> the dreams were quite natural, and the interpretation was quite natural, yet both were directly of God. What more natural than for the chief butler and the chief baker three nights before Pharaoh's birthday, on which, as they knew, he always made a feast unto all his servants, to dream that they were each again at his post? And what more natural than that on such an occasion Pharaoh should consider, whether for good or for evil, the case of his absent imprisoned officers? Or, lastly, what more natural than that, the chief baker's consciousness of innocence should suggest in his dream that he once more waited upon his royal master, while the guilty conscience of the chief baker saw only birds of prey eating out of the basket from which he had hitherto supplied his master's table. Here, then, it may be said, we have all the elements of Joseph's interpretation to hand, just as we shall see they were equally obvious in the dreams which afterwards troubled Pharaoh. Yet as, these, yet, as then, none of the magicians and wise men of Egypt could read what, when once stated, seemed so plainly written. So here all seems involved in perplexity till God gives light. 
As already stated, the two dreams were substantially the same. In each case, the number three, whether of clusters in, in the vine from which the chief butler pressed the rich juice into Pharaoh's cup, or of baskets in which the, in which the chief baker carried the king's baked meat, pointed to the three days intervening between, before Pharaoh's birthday. In each case, also their dreams transposed them back to their original position before any change or before any charge had been brought against them. The difference lying in this, that in the one dream, Pharaoh accepted the functions of his officer, while in the other, birds which hover about carcasses ate out of the basket. It is also quite natural that if the chief butler had a good conscience towards his master, he should have been quite ready at the first to tell his dream, while the chief baker, conscious of guilt, only related this, only related his when encouraged by the apparently favorable interpretation of his colleagues. Perhaps we ought also to notice in evidence of the truthfulness of the narrative, how thoroughly Egyptian in all minute details is the imagery of these dreams. From the monuments, the growth and use of the vine in Egypt, which had been, not been denied by former opponents of the Bible, have been abundantly proved. From the same source, we also learn that bakery and confectionery were carried to great perfection in Egypt, so that we can understand such an office as a royal chief baker. Even the bearing of the baskets furnishes a characteristic trait, as in Egypt, men carried loads on their heads and women on their shoulders. This would not have been true of other countries. Thus, in Italy and Spain, women carry their loads on their heads. The event proved the correctness of Joseph's interpretation. On Pharaoh's birthday feast, three days after their dreams, the chief butler was restored to his office, but the chief baker was executed. When interpreting his dream, Joseph had requested that on the chief butler's restoration, he who had himself suffered from a wrongful charge should think on him, who at first, stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, had so long been unjustly kept in apparently hopeless confinement. This wording of Joseph's petition seems to indicate that at most he only hoped to obtain liberty and that probably he intended to return to his father's house. So ignorant was he as yet of God's further designs with him. But what, a poor, but what was a poor Hebrew slave in prison to a proud Egyptian court official? It is only like human nature that in the day of his prosperity, the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. And that was by Alfred Edersheim. Um, I love the story of Joseph and, and of his uh, integrity and of his faithfulness and, and in spite of all of these difficulties that he's having. I bear testimony of the truth of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.